This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode number 75, How to Help Your Dog When You Go Back to Work. This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. everybody. Welcome. So today's podcast, I was able to do a recording with Jennifer Gladstone from Employment Background Investigations Incorporated. She invited me on her podcast to share tips on how to help our dogs when we go back to work. Because let's face it, COVID's been kind of interesting, right? And many of us have been home and now many of us are headed back. And what do we do about our dogs who maybe are used to having us around all day? So I'm going to share that clip with you for today's podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Whether you have a new COVID puppy or an older dog who's really enjoyed having you home all day, every day, our fur babies might be the ones who take the return to the real world the hardest. Amy Jensen from the Baxter and Bella Company joins us today to talk about ways to make this transition as easy as possible for all of us. Hi, Amy. It's great to see you. Hi, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, it's great. This is something we've talked about a lot just in our team because a lot of us have pets that we love dearly. So let's start um, with some puppy psychology, so to speak. Talk to me a little bit about why getting back to normal is going to be so hard on our pets. You know, there's been a lot of changes for a lot of us, right? The past year and a half and people are staying home. We're not going to school or work and we're wearing masks on our faces. We are social distancing from people. And so puppies growing up now have some new challenges to handle. You know, specifically dogs are social creatures. They love to be with their people. And during COVID, because we're home, they're loving it, right? We aren't leaving for work or school and our dogs are getting used to always having someone around. They become dependent on knowing someone's there. And to be honest, the dogs are having a great time with it until we decide to go back and leave. And then they can really struggle. You know, it's funny. We're talking about um, dogs of different ages. Like I have a dog who's going to be eight and I have a new puppy. And I keep thinking, well, my older dog's been through this before. Like he knows that I go to work and I leave for several hours. But then I'm starting to think it's been so long. Maybe he's not going to remember. Where, what, what do we do with these older dogs? Yeah, so the older dogs, I mean, they will remember, but it might take a few days or two to adjust to that new routine. So they do get into their rhythms and they are probably in a rhythm right now where they're expecting that you'll be around. And so it might take a day or two for them to adjust and say, oh yeah, I remember this. Um, you know, and they'll be okay. They'll figure it out, but it will be kind of rough. Um, the best thing I can encourage you to do right now would be to start setting aside some of that alone time, mm -hmm. putting them in a crate if they're crate trained, you know, for a few hours a day or if they're, you know, house trained to your house, that's fine. They can be out, just go for a walk, you know, leave for an hour or two and then come back so that they aren't always with you every minute of the day right now. Okay. How do you know if your pet is stressed by the changes? Is there something they're going to be doing possibly to communicate that with us? I am a big believer in watching their body language. So dogs communicate with their body first, and then they'll also do some vocalizations like the barking, whining, or howling. But if you can notice their body language first, you can get some really good clues as to how they're feeling. So for example, if you haven't done much with body work yet or body language work, um, you know, learn more. It's super fascinating to be able to watch your dog from day to day and say, hmm, this is what they're telling me. You know, an example I can give you would be like a shake off. Have you ever seen your dog shake off when they just had a bath? 
Like if you give your dogs a bath, do they just do this big old shake off and get you soaking wet? Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, if they do that when they're dry, it's their way of just going, ah, you know, like taking that deep breath to just kind of let that stress go. Um, And so I watch for those kinds of things. Um, I'm watching for my dog's body to be noodly is what I call it. If they're loose and bouncy, that means just they're happy and they're relaxed and they're having a good time. You know, on the reverse, if my dog tucks their tail or leans backwards, cowers, um, I look at their ears a lot. If they pin their ears or they look to the side and you can see the whites of their eyes, they're pretty stressed or nervous or maybe cautious about something. You know, and that's a dog that might need a little extra help or possibly some distance away from something that they see. Um, Another thing to watch is the tail. Now, some people think if the dog's wagging their tail that the dog is happy. It really depends on the rest of the body and what it looks like. If they have this high, you know, fast, stiff tail wag, that's not necessarily happy. So just looking at the overall picture is helpful too. And then there will be some vocalizations, like there's different sounds that a dog makes. So watch for those, you know, figuring out what, you know, what sound they're making, why they're making it um, can really help us help them feel better. You know, if the whining or the um, howling is happening, they're probably pretty stressed and saying, hey, you know, having a little bit of FOMO of fear of missing out with you, like, hey, remember me, I'm over here. Can I come hang out with you? Um, so be aware of those things. They'll, they will give you the signs and the better you know your dog, the better you'll be able to determine how they're feeling. So let's say you're starting to see some of those more stressed behaviors, but you have to go to the office. What are some of the things that you can do to alleviate some of that stress or maybe make your pet feel more secure? Yeah, good question. So it depends on kind of the age of the dog as well. If you have a brand new puppy, that puppy has never been alone. And we have to start very slowly with teaching that puppy how to be alone. You know, I have an eight week old puppy at my house right now, and we're just starting that process. So I'll do little things like put him in his crate and I'll sit right next to the crate just so he can get used to that's my nice safe space. And then, you know, it's second day in, I'm running upstairs to grab a sandwich coming right back, or I'm you know, going outside to grab the mail and I'm coming right back. So my dog starts to get these little experiences of, hey, where'd she go? Oh, she came right back. And I do that multiple times to that new puppy. So they get to know, oh, I trust she'll be back. I'll be fine. And then they can start to calm themselves. And then we just increase that time. So with that new puppy, we just start to go where, okay, you can handle five minutes. Let's see if you can handle 20 minutes. Let's see if you can handle an hour. And we just keep stretching it out. Now, same, uh, same thing for the older dogs. If you have a dog that you're wanting to leave home alone, you know, and maybe it's the first time you're leaving them out of a crate inside a home. We want to go slowly. Maybe you leave for five minutes, come back and see what they did with the place. You know, if they're good and they didn't destroy anything or, you know, be naughty in any way, then we could probably stretch that to 10 minutes or 20 minutes and so forth. And the timeframes, you know, they vary. They, it's dependent on the dog and how they do. Um, But as we head back to work and many of us are leaving the homes, you can do these similar things that we would do for any dog really just learning how to be alone is start slowly, And then we increase the time as our dog can be successful. What happens if you come home and there's been some destruction? I mean, because we've all heard the stories or seen the silly commercials, the dogs ripped up the couch, but I mean, it's all based in reality. People have seen this happen. What do you do then? How do you recover from that? Yeah. So if they have done some kind of destruction, there's probably a level of stress happening. So I can find my dogs to a space that they can't get into any sort of trouble, whether that's a pen or a crate or a room that you have 
you know, puppy proofed essentially. And then we go back to the process of, okay, let's leave you alone for a smaller amount of time. And I leave them with food puzzle toys often because they love food. It's a motivating factor for them. And it's a stress reliever. Things like the Kongs or Westpaw toys, those rubber toys that you can put treats or food in. And it takes them a while to work that out. That's a great distraction really from them being away from you. And if they're starting to stress that you're gone, we can present them with something like this that they might be more interested in. Now, if you do that and your dog's leaving the food alone, that's a whole nother level of stress. So, you know, if you could leave a piece of steak by the door and your dog doesn't care and they're still stressed out, you know, we have some separation anxiety going on and I would highly encourage you to reach out to a trainer who can help you get a protocol in place. This may be a little out of your realm, but I I have a feeling you probably have some ideas. Um, Is there anything employers can do? Because I have to imagine that if you've got employees and they're worried about what's going on at home, they're not really doing their best work for you. Is there anything that you can suggest that employers think of now as they try to bring people back that might ease this transition at home? Yeah, you know, I thought a little bit um, about this the other day, actually. And if employers could maybe create some lunch breaks or midday breaks where the employee could go home and just let their pet out, that would be really helpful, especially these young puppies, well, or a dog that's just been used to you being home all day, to go from being home completely with them all day long. And then them being a home alone for hours on end, like an eight hour day is just simply too much for them. But if they could have a midday break where they could, yeah, run home, let your dog out, play with them for 30 minutes and come back. Even 15 minutes would be helpful. Um, Or a longer lunch break such that they could make the trip home to spend time with their dog, I think would be very beneficial. I know some companies are dog friendly. Can they bring the dog to work for possibly part of the morning? Uh, That would depend on the place of, of business, I'm sure, but that's another good option. All right, so talk to us about um, Baxter and Bella and tell us how to find you because I'm sure there are a lot of folks out there who are saying I could use some extra help. Yeah, and we are happy to help. So my husband, Scott, and I started this company. We wanted to educate families how to incorporate a dog into their homes. So as mentioned, dogs are social creatures and they do so much good for the families and for us just emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, I just think it's a joy having them part of my family. So we run the business together. We created the online puppy school. It is complete with lessons, videos, classes, courses, uh, one-on-one video sessions with my team of trainers and more. And we show you exactly what to do with the dogs that we train professionally. So you can find us by visiting our website at baxterandbella.com. I also host the puppy training podcast as a free resource to anyone wanting to learn more. Fantastic. Amy, thank you so much. There are a lot of puppies out there saying thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site baxterandbella.com to contact me.